Hi, welcome to this Business Leader Breakthroughs mini-sode, where we highlight the best bits of a previous show episode. If you enjoy these quick insights and want to check out the full episode, you'll find the link in the show notes, or go to thebreakthrough.co. Now let the breakthroughs begin. Hey, I wanted to chat today about growing businesses, and it's something we do a lot with our clients, helping them understand how they can grow. Uh, It seems to be that it's a very common aspiration for businesses. Mm. We don't come across too many that don't want to grow. We're not always obsessed with growing revenue, but thinking about how do we uh, actually grow an organization, Mm. I think we often get... Uh, trapped in the uh, sense of you know kind of overwhelm I'm just kind of keeping up with today's today's business yep. and we help them a lot thinking about what's the frameworks that they might be able to use to think about not just today's business mm. but what tomorrow's might might look like so if we are looking to grow our businesses mm-hmm. and we have aspirations uh, higher than the five percent more on last yep. year's budget yep. you know we want to be a little more um, broad thinking than that, what's a framework we might be able to use to help with that thinking? We use something that was developed many, many years ago, like I think 40 years ago, called right. the Insoft Matrix. Right. And it's just a really simple way of thinking about your sources of growth. So just to maybe lay out the framework, the Ansoft matrix, yep. you know, Google it. Uh, it's a it's a great tool that I've used a lot in my coaching as yep. well. But yep. just to lay it out, you really think about uh, the two uh, axes being products and markets, yep. and then there are new and existing versions That's of right. each. So there's new products, new markets, existing products, existing markets. You always end up with four different uh, quadrants yep. out of that. And it just, yeah, I've equally used it as a great framework just to go, where could we grow? Mm. And I've found it really helps uh, owners and leaders think Mm. about those different areas that they could get into. Mm. Actually, I suppose as I think about that, I've used markets and customers pretty much interchangeably. Yes. So I've got new products. And what I was talking with these guys about yesterday was, so they were talking about existing products, new customers. Mm -hmm. But the other bit that we did talk about quite specifically was, well, what other services can you provide to your existing customers? You've developed this reputation with them in this relationship, which mm-hmm. is gold. Mm-hmm. You have proven yourself. Have you got other services that you can then provide to them Correct. that don't go too far away from mm-hmm. the core? Because mm-hmm. they're a bit, a bit nervous about that. They used to love the example. They said, oh, we'd been cleaning the exterior of, of uh, one place and we noticed that their gutterings were leaking a lot of rain. And so clearly the facility service people hadn't been doing that job. So they sent a truck down and got the guy to clean out the guttering and fix it, you know, Mm match it up. And they reported this to the customer and they said, oh, we're so sick of the guy who's been doing that, you know, the the crowd that's been doing Mm -hmm. that. Do you want the contract? Without moving very far away from their corridor, it's just a little bit of redefinition. You're not just an exterior washing company, you are a you know a building maintenance company and that includes well guttering maintenance window cleaning exterior interior Mm -hmm. you know there were actually a range of services Mm -hmm. that you didn't have to expand your infrastructure you didn't have to expand your overhead you could do it profitably and effectively uh, all inside that relationship Mm -hmm. and so that was a case of new product to existing customers yes and it is a whole lot easier 
isn't it? It is. Yeah, it is so much easier. You know, the acquisition of new customers that you have no relationship, no trust, no credibility yeah. with is so much harder mm. than selling a new mm. service that can help out your existing customer. Oh, totally. I think the uh, the caution here is because one customer thinks that's a good idea, yeah. it's really good to go and validate the market. So yeah. get out, talk to some of your other customers, and going. Yeah. This is the experience I just had with this yeah. customer. Yeah. They've that's asked right. us to look at doing guttering and window cleaning and, and whatever other services. Yeah. If we were to bring something to market like that, would that be of interest to you? Because yeah. uh, I think we can fall into the trap of going, we've got a market of one at the moment, mm, let's right. go and add people, infrastructure, more tools, more you know, yeah. things into the mix to get it get it going. And if you haven't validated that properly, you can, can fall into a, into a trap. The other conversation we've been having lately is around price. Yes. And pricing strategy. Mm. Uh, and in a couple of places we've had this conversation that's been very kind of, oh, and it's such a fundamental. And the, and the conversation we had the other day was, oh, you know, I've, I've always kind of gone in on keeping our prices up, right? Not being, don't want to be the cheapest, et cetera, et cetera. In this case, a new competitor's come into the market. They are pricing aggressively because the two strategies for pricing are really simple. There's price for profit and there's price for share. Mm-hmm. And both are legit. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter how attached you are to your quality and, and all of that stuff. There are times when you need share, and one of those times is when you're thinking about going into a new market. Mm-hmm. Now, the way these new entrants have come into the market, how else were they going to turn the heads and take business away from the incumbents? If they'd gone in at 15 to 20% less, they could have still made money, not as much, but they could have made money, and they would have got the work. Mm -hmm. So you've got to give a new customer a reason to switch. Mm -hmm. And that's usually, that's usually price. So new products to new customers? Oh, don't do it. (laughs) <laughs> it is definitely the highest highest risk. Yeah. You, you are dealing with people you don't know with a product or service that you're not fundamentally expert in, in yet. There is areas where diversification or that strategy of new products to new markets is uh, really valid, uh, but it would only be a portion of your growth strategy, I think, yeah. going, going forward. So I think in our uh, do's and don'ts around this, so use the Ansoft matrix as a bit of a framework. Mm-hmm. It'll help unlock some thinking about what you can do. In the uh, what not to do, a trap I've seen organizations fall into often is going, or oh, we want another big customer. You referenced mm-hmm. that as a, as a mm-hmm. scenario actually dig into just how profitable your biggest customer is. Often they're the ones that exert the most influence over your organization. Mm -hmm. If they're a significant part of your revenue, they tend to be the ones that ask for the sharpest pricing. Uh, You're over-servicing them possibly because you perceive them to be so important. And we have seen members of ours that once they've done that review of Mm. what they thought was their most important customer, Mm. they've actually gone, Mm, now that we think about it, that customer is costing us money. We'd actually be better off letting them go, yeah. freeing up the resource to then allocate to more profitable yeah. customers. Yeah. So yeah. that could result in you having a smaller top line revenue, yeah. but a way more, more profitable mm. business mm. and a uh, business that your team actually enjoys working in because we've also found that often your biggest customer is your most demanding.